All the best music, sports, and podcasts right now on FAULradio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second greatest sports podcast on the planet, Couch Quarterback. I am your host, as always, Devin Chernin. It has been some time. A lot of things have happened in the world of sports. First off, I would just like to say, as the loudest and probably biggest Miami Heat fan that I personally know, it is frustrating to watch the Miami Heat drop three games in a row. It is extremely, extremely frustrating. I really don't know what can be solved. Last night against the Knicks, everything looked like it was clicking. Everything looked like it was working out extremely well for the boys. Everyone was contributing for the most part. For the most part. Now, I will have to say Kevin Love did not look as crisp as he usually looks, which I don't know if that's anything at this point. But it was a frustrating loss nonetheless. It was a tight game up until the last couple minutes of the game itself. But now here we are. It is March 30th. We don't play again until Saturday against the Dallas Mavericks back home in Miami Dade Arena. We set a game and a half up on the Atlanta Hawks and a game back of the Brooklyn Nets. So it's getting it's getting real. It's getting the playoff push is on. There's five games left of the season. The Miami Heat need to hopefully get out of this play-in situation. If you are a little optimistic on this point, yes, you would like to stay in that seventh spot because then you are guaranteed at least... Well, you're guaranteed home court no matter what. Because if you lose the first play-in game, you still get home court in the next matchup. But that's not what you want. You want to win the play-in. You want to get in without any issues whatsoever. Now, I'm an eternal optimist with the Miami Heat. I believe that we're going to make it out of the play-in. We're going to be the sixth seed. We're going to play the three, which is probably looking like it's going to be Philadelphia. I think we get that's an easy matchup for us. I think we got that, no doubt. Jimmy's going to lead the way as he always does, playoff Jimmy Butler, Jim VP, whatever you want to call him, Jimmy G Buckets, Jimmy freaking Butler, he's that guy. And I will take Jimmy Butler in a must-win situation over anyone not named LeBron James. Jimmy in a clutch game situation, playoff atmosphere, I will take him in a heartbeat. That's my guy. I love Jimmy Butler. Last night was a little iffy. The officiating wasn't the best. I'm not one usually to blame refs, but it looked like last night in a lot of different games that the officiating was not that good. It was not that good whatsoever. There was a moment in last night's heat game where the ball gets tipped out of Jimmy's hand. He picks it back up, regathers himself, dribbles again, spins, shoots, makes the shot. They called it a double dribble, which it wasn't because if you look at the review, Josh Hart hit the ball at Jimmy Butler's hand. Jimmy picks it back up, gathers himself, makes a shot. They call it a double dribble. They go to the review table. They look it over, and they deem that for whatever reason, the basket doesn't count still. So they give the Heat the ball back with four and a half seconds left on the shot clock. That's just ridiculous. That is absurd. Why would you do that? Like, yes, it was not a double dribble, but the basket counted. Like, in a game that ended as an eight-point loss... Not saying that would have changed anything whatsoever, but that that honestly is a momentum shifting play. Like, and and they give them the ball back with four point five seconds left on the shot clock, where you can barely set up anything on offense. It was just ridiculous. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
bad officiating is just really hard to get over. And it looked like it was that way also in the night game, which was Phoenix versus Minnesota, which also has playoff implications because Minnesota and Phoenix are both entrenched in that 4-11 through 11 battle for who's going to be in that mix. Because they're all separated by two and a half, three games. I just... The Heat, they're, they've, they have five games left. Five games. We need to finish strong, go into the playoffs, no injuries, if we're in the playoffs. But again, if we're in the play-in and we got to play the Atlanta Hawks, I think we got that handily. The Hawks are not good against Miami. Trey Young is non-existent against the Miami Heat. He is in Heat jail with Julius Randle, with R.J. Barrett. They're all just like... But then you have these dumb Hawks fans who are like, yeah, we're so good. Being 38 and 38, we're just like that. We're so good that we go 500 in every single game. Their last three games, their, la- their last four games, they're two and two. How are you 500 in every single time? Every single, every single statistical breakdown of your games. Last six, three and three. Last eight, four and four. How are you 500 in everything and you still think that you're so good at basketball? You guys are dog shit. You guys are just not, like, you're not all that. You're just not all that. It's it's honestly ridiculous. And you think that you're, based off of one playoff run, congrats. You made it to the Eastern Conference Finals in a down year in the in the... In the NBA, the Bucks won the Bucks won the chip that year. They played the Phoenix Suns in the finals. Many said that the playoffs would have been different if there weren't for injuries. Congrats, you beat the one seeded Sixers, who are the weakest one seed of all time. Because Ben Simmons sucks, Joel Embiid half injured, half not. Who even knows? But you're basing your hype and your faith in a team off of one playoff series. You haven't been relevant in fifty years of existence. You have zero, zero finals appearances in your entire franchise history. You have a couple of retired players, and one of them is Dominique Wilkins, who's one of the best players of all time, all time 75. Like, I, Detroit, like, it just baffles me how these fans of these teams think so highly of their team when, in, when you just ignore the facts. You can't ignore the facts. The Atlanta Hawks have been a trash team for their entire existence, and you still are saying, wow, we're going to be better than this team. We're so much better than this team. Trey Young is better than this player. No. The other day against the Cavs, Trey Young threw three and a half quarters, had four points, and didn't make a single shot from three. Like, it, you just, you're ignoring the facts. I got a text from someone who sent the an, a post about how the Hawks are 500 through all these games. And they said, we're just like that. You aren't like that. You aren't good. You're, the best thing going for your team right now is you just renovated your arena. Congratulations. Let's all give a round of applause for the Atlanta Hawks for renovating their arena. You have more WNBA banners than NBA banners. Like... It's not just the Atlanta Hawks that do this. Knicks fans do it, but they have a little more they have a little more pull. But you haven't won anything in the 21st century, so let's stop living on the 90s like the Cowboys, okay? Move past that. 
Stop being big, dumb dipshits and move past that. Like, it's just really frustrating. Yes, I am a Miami Heat fan, so I am sitting here like, wow, your team wasn't even good until 2006. That's fine, but I don't live in this fake reality where I'm like, the Heat are going to win the finals every single year. The Heat are better than this team. I know that the Heat are not that good. They're subpar above average at best, but I know that we have a chance. When you have Eric Spolstra, and now when you have Jimmy Butler, there is always a chance. A healthy Miami Heat team, I think, is perfectly fine, honestly. They have, they're the second most winning team in the last decade behind the San Antonio Spurs. Yes, a few of those years were with LeBron, but once you get past 2014, 2015, why are they still the most second most winningest franchise of, in the last decade? If without LeBron, Dwayne Wade was hurt, Chris Bosh was doing the blood clots, the best players after LeBron left and after D Wade left were Hassan Whiteside and Josh Richardson and Goran Dragic. Where are those guys now? Josh Richardson's in San Antonio. Goran is on his fourth team in Milwaukee. He was traded to Toronto, got bought out. He signed with the Bulls, got bought out, and is now in Milwaukee. Like, and Hassan Whiteside is playing in Puerto Rico. Those were the three best Heat players after the big three left. And you still had some playoff success because you had Spo, you had Pat Riley, who is needs to reg- we need to regain some faith in Pat Riley, Heat Nation. But I'm not going to be one of these fans who off of one playoff run and off of a couple exciting plays, congratulations, I'm not going to sit here and say that my team is so good, we're going to do this. The Hawks are the eighth spot, and they're 38-38, and 38, tied with the Toronto Raptors. If it comes down to it where it's the seventh seed Miami Heat against the eighth seed Atlanta Hawks in Miami, I'm rolling with the Miami Heat every chance I get. Every single chance I get, I'm rolling with Jimmy Butler and the boys, rolling with the Cracker Splashers, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Strews. I'm rolling with Coach Spo, who's a, who was voted as a top 15 coach in the last 75 years of the NBA. He's a top coach in the league now. Over Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella. Like, those guys aren't it. Those guys are not it whatsoever. All right. I'm not. I'm done grandstanding on the Miami Heat. There's a lot of things that have, have happened in the NFL in the last week. Lamar Jackson tweeted that he requested a trade March 2nd. That's 28 days ago. And the Baltimore Ravens are still just sitting. They tagged him. They're still just sitting around, sitting on their hands, twiddling their thumbs. Like, what? DaCosta, come on. This is what should happen, in my opinion. This is what should happen. The Baltimore Ravens should trade Lamar Jackson to the Indianapolis Colts either before. Honestly, if you're the Ravens, you want to do it before the draft. Get the fourth overall pick. Take another quarterback, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, whoever. Don't care. Trade Lamar to the Colts. That's a pretty decent situation. That's a pretty decent situation, if you ask me. If I were to go down this, the top five picks in the NFL draft, Carolina, Houston, Arizona, Indianapolis, and Seattle. Hypothetically saying, Indianapolis keeps the fourth pick. And they are under the assumption that they're going to get Lamar Jackson. So I would go CJ Stroud, Carolina. 
Bryce Young, Houston. Jalen Carter would go to Arizona. This is where it gets tricky. Personally, let's go Jackson Smith and Jigba to Indianapolis. Pair him up with Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Mo Ali Cox, Jelani Woods, Jonathan Taylor, and trade your 2024, 20, and then 2024 and 2025 first round picks for Lamar Jackson. And then five, Seattle. Let's go with Will Anderson. That's who I want. As a Seahawks fan, I want Will Anderson. My wish list of players for Seattle in this draft for the first round, because we have two picks, 5 and 20, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Brian Breesey, Miles Murphy, the defensive lineman from Pitt, Kennedy, whatever his name is, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, the two receivers, Boston College and UNC. That's who I want. Defensive linemen, defensive ends, receivers, maybe. I think we have a good receiving core, but you never, you can never have too many weapons. And in the second round, let's go get John Michael Schmitz, center out of Minnesota, the best center in the draft. And let's beef up this offensive line. Center, guard, defensive line, defensive end, safety, linebacker. We have a team. We got a squad. We got a squad. We just re-signed Bobby Wagner, which made me as a Seahawks fan so happy and excited. He's coming home, coming home. Tell the world Bob's coming home. Let the rain wash away. Tell the twelves of yesterday. It's exciting. I love Bobby Wagner coming back. Jordan Brooks is coming off of his ACL. It's fine. But Bobby and Jordan are a great duo. Yes, we lost Cody Barton. Thank you for your service, Cody. You played well enough. But now we need to beef up the linebacker room. With Jordan and Bobby, I think we can build around that. And then on the defensive line, let's bring back Puna Ford, please. Resign Al Woods, Big Al Woods, on a shorter contract. You let go LJ Coolier, which was a waste of a draft pick when you drafted him in the first round. Like, that, that really bothered me when they did that. But... Let's re-sign. Let's go get Frank Clark. Bring him back. Go bring back Jadavion Clowney. Let's run back the 2018-2019 Seattle Seahawks defense. We had success that year. We made the playoffs. We won a playoff game. We were a Jimmy Graham first round, first round, first down away from beating the Packers in the divisional round and going to the NFC Championship game, which it wasn't even a first down. And that was because we were in that situation because Trey Flowers, god-awful corner. I hate him so much. So glad he's not on the team anymore. Trey Flowers got toasted by Devontae Adams. Trey Flowers is dog shit. He's so bad. Like, I'm so glad he's gone. I'm so glad he's gone. But that's what we should do. Get some guards. Stack up on the defense. We just signed Julian Love to add to our safety depth with Ryan Neal, Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams. That's pretty good. Our corners... Kobe, Tariq, Michael Jackson. We do need a couple more corners, though. We do need a couple more corners. I don't know how we solve that draft free agency. Not that many good corners. I'm pretty sure not that many good corners left in free agency. I would have liked Byron Murphy. I was on the, I've been on the Byron Murphy hype train since he was at college at the University of Washington. Wanted the Seahawks to take him in 2019, but we all know what happened. They drafted LJ Collier. Waste of a pick. Waste of a pick. But, and now we have, we had the league meetings the other day. The coach's picture 
annual coach's picture. Hilarious. Hilarious picture. You got Andy and Bill sitting front and center, both wearing shorts. Great, great moves. Andy's wearing some flip-flops, a Hawaiian shirt, and some khaki shorts. Classic Andy Reid. Bill Belichick sitting next to him, smiling. You got Sean McVay looking so cool in his aviators, looking like TC from Top Gun. Next to him is Matt LaFleur, looking absolutely jocked and yoked. In the back, you have some massive humans. Dan Campbell is a... Motor City Dan Campbell is a massive human. Arthur Smith, massive human being. It's absurd. These coaches look so funny. Pete was looking real snazzy. He looked like my grandpa. He looked real snazzy. And then you have the GM picture. No one's looking at the camera. Everyone's talking next to one another, trying to get deals done. It's really funny. And then you got a massive... You got a house of a human standing in the back. Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets. He's walking around with a third leg because he knows that he's about to take Brian Gutekunst, the GM of the Packers, out back and take him out of his misery. I don't understand how stupid Brian Gutekunst could be to ask the New York Jets for the 13th overall pick. You have zero leverage. Zero. And now reports are coming out that they're finally backing off of wanting the 13th overall pick. That should have been the case to begin with. The deal should be, and there's receipts of this, of me saying this, probably on this podcast. It should be a second-round pick and a conditional second-round pick for Aaron Rodgers, and the condition can bring it up to a first. And that's reportedly exactly what's going to happen. Packers are going to give up, or the Jets are going to give up two second-round picks for Aaron Rodgers and maybe like a sixth. That's a great deal. But the ineptitude of Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst is always at play. It's always at play. These guys are so, like, it blows my mind how these guys can get jobs. I'm a better GM than Brian Gutekunst. I'm a much better GM than Brian Gutekunst. That is just, that is, like, I don't know. I really don't know how they get jobs. And you got people like Mike Tannenbaum on national TV yesterday say that his top five picks in the draft for Dan, this is going to be I'll, I'll pull it up but he had the Seahawks taking Hendon Hooker which is really stupid there is no way Seattle is taking Hendon Hooker in the first round no disrespect to Hendon Hooker whatsoever I think he's a really good quarterback I don't think Seattle's going to take him number five overall Seattle is not taking a quarterback I'm not even like no bull please no, don't take a quarterback. You have one. You have a quarterback. But I'm going to pull up this Mike Tannenbaum mock draft, and it was really, really, really stupid. It was the dumbest thing I had ever seen. It was the dumbest thing. Like, it had Bryce Young. The first two picks, that's pretty standard. Bryce Young going to Carolina, CJ Stroud going to the Texans. Now three, he has the Colts trading with the Arizona and taking Will Anderson. And then four, Cardinals taking Will Levis. And then five, Seattle taking Hendon Hooker. How does people like Mike Tannenbaum get a job? How does, they, how, how does he get a job? He was a GM of the Jets when Brett Favre was there, allegedly. Allegedly. I don't want to get sued. He was a GM of the Dolphins. If you ask any Dolphins fans, they say that he ruined the Dolphins. But... That doesn't take much to do because the Dolphins are still ruined. Haven't won a playoff game in 22 years. I'm 20 years old. 
and the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game in my lifetime. That's almost as bad as the Knicks, who haven't won a playoff series in the 21st century. Just like the Dolphins. But you have all these old Dolphins fans who keep in the faith, trust Stephen Ross, whatever. Stephen Ross sucks as an owner. Greer, the GM, is subpar at best. Mike McDaniel's pretty cool. He vapes on the sideline. He said that he couldn't get a free coffee when he was working for the Washington, then then Redskins, now the Commanders, about to be sold to Magic Johnson and the owner of the Sixers. It's, it blows my mind. But anyways, I could become a GM in an NFL team based on how Brian Gutekunst runs teams, runs the Packers like, like he, they're a car dealership. Think about that. They, he runs the Green Bay Packers, a historic franchise, like a car dealership. That is so stupid. Brian Gutekunst, whatever, however you want to say his name, has done nothing for the Green Bay Packers since he became a general manager. I know, I know, every week, talking about Aaron Rodgers, talking about the Packers. I get it. But that's just what's in the news. Like... He's all Aaron is always talked about, but it's always the worst ways to talk about him. He's not the bad guy. What if I don't know if anyone thought about this, but what if Goody was trying to contact Aaron while he was in the darkness retreat? Maybe that's why he couldn't get a hold of Aaron. Because he was in a darkness retreat. That's, that's, who knows, maybe, maybe that's what it is. I would be remiss if I did not mention this amazing March Madness that we are having right now with the Florida Atlantic Owls going all the way to the Final Four, which they play on Saturday against the San Diego State Aztecs. I think this was a fan, this is a fantastic run. I admit I did not have them beating Memphis in the first round, nor in any of the brackets I did have them winning going to the Final Four, but this is a great great thing for a small school like Florida Atlantic but I don't understand why you walk around this campus and outside of social media posts you it would be like nothing even happened I want more excitement I want more celebration like yeah you go out in Boca you go out in South Florida and everyone's celebrating but why can't there be people jumping around climbing goalposts like Eagles fans around campus I, I mean, I've been called out for having no school spirit because I genuinely just don't care. But now I do. Now I'm invested. All the way to the Final Four. This is awesome. Let's let's run this all the way to the Natty, which would be played on Monday at 9 o'clock at night. So I hope they cancel classes. If you're a college student at Florida Atlantic, you should hope they cancel classes too. So I'm going to start a new thing this week where it was I put out on my Instagram how like what takes that you have that are utterly ridiculous and also new segments that I can try out on this show. So a couple of the ones that were suggested was I do a team of the week, which is kind of like my goat and woat of the week. But if I were to do a team of the week, I would probably do FAU. Going all the way to the final four is awesome. So FAU is going to be my team of the week. Let me know if you guys like. Follow me on Instagram at the Fleazy and on Twitter at the Fleazy. Let me know if you guys like this team of the week. So I'm going to give that to the FAU Owls. And a take that I was given that's ridiculous is the Lakers are going to make the Western Conference Finals. Now, 
The Lakers currently sit at the eighth spot in the playoffs, so they're in the play-in. Now, LeBron's coming back from injury. AD hopefully stays healthy. They got D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, Rui Hachimura, all players that I personally really like. I especially, especially Jared Vanderbilt and D'Lo. Since in Minnesota last year, they were awesome. I love them. I wish that I wish that Miami got either of them because I really like both of them. But you go into the playoffs with a healthy team. Healthy LeBron James in the playoffs, history has shown he takes you all the way. He takes you all the way. Now, will they go to the Western Conference Finals? If the Lakers win the play-in, so right now 7-8, Minnesota against the Lakers. If they beat Minnesota and they are the seventh seed, that means that they would play the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round. Do I think a healthy Lakers team with LeBron, AD, and all the boys could beat the Memphis Grizzlies in a seven-game series? I really do think that is a possibility. I strongly believe that they could do that. Now, after that, I believe they would have to play Denver or the winner of the eight seed or whoever becomes the eight seed. So I'm not entirely sure if that's how the bracket works. I'm making a wild assumption that the two and seven, no, two and seven would play three and six. So right now the three is Sacramento and the six is Golden State. That's an interesting matchup in itself. So you would potentially have a LeBron versus Steph playoff series to make it to the Western Conference Finals. That's a possibility. That is a huge possibility. I don't know if that's going to happen. I personally think the Warriors are going to be in the play-in and the Timberwolves are going to make the playoffs. Maybe the Lakers become the sixth seed and they're out of the play-in. But it's not out of the realm of possibilities for the Lakers to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Go all the way to the Western Conference Finals. That would be an insane run. That would be one of the best runs LeBron probably has had in his career if he can take them to the from the play-in or the six all the way to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, LeBron in and itself, he's an anomaly. And he's the only other player I would take in a must-win situation over Jimmy Butler, who also, by the way, right now is ninth in MVP votes. The Jim VP agenda is still being pushed. So, who knows? Who knows? It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting NBA playoffs, nonetheless. So I per, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's also opening day for baseball. Now, it's uh, it's rough out in these streets for me as a baseball fan. I don't pay attention to baseball as often as I pay attention to football and basketball. I am a Pirates fan, so that might be the case. Pirates absolutely stink. The owner stinks. The owner is a big, dumb dipshit and never puts anything into the team, and they stink. But I do think the Pirates are going to make the playoffs this year, and I have it on good source says that they won't lose 100 games. I personally think they... I also think they won't lose 100 games. I got faith. But baseball starts today. Let's see what happens. The Mets look really good. Yankees look really good. Cardinals look really good. 
But then you always have the teams, Dodgers, Astros, San Diego, whatever, fake team in Seattle. So we'll see. Hockey playoffs start soon. That's going to be exciting. You got the Boston Bruins who are chasing history, whatever. Don't care about them. The Lightning are always good. Maple Leafs are looking good. Out in the West, you got Vegas, who I'm a fan of, the Golden Knights. Got the Seattle Kraken, having the best second year of any expansion team. That's my favorite team, this, the Kraken. They're going to make the playoffs in their second year. Got the Kings, who are really good. Avalanche, who won the cup last year. It's going to be interesting. Both the NBA and the NHL playoffs are going to be extremely interesting this year. And I would love to see what transpires. Obviously, I want my teams to do be successful. But who knows? It is all a beautiful mystery, as Aaron Rodgers likes to say. Anything else that is happening in the world, we're going to do a quick rundown of what's going on. It is Richard Sherman's birthday. Happy birthday, Sherm. I am a massive, massive fan of yours. You are my favorite player of all time. The reason I started playing football, reason I wore 25, played corner. I love Richard Sherman is my all-time favorite player. Him and Doug Baldwin are my two favorite Seahawks of all time. The re- one of the reasons I love the Seahawks so much is because of Richard Sherman. When I, when I became, started paying attention to football a lot more and started playing, Richard Sherman was at the height. This was in, I've been a Seahawks fan my whole life, but when I started really paying attention and studying football and started playing, it was during that Legion of Boom era for the Seahawks. But I'm not a bandwagon Seahawks fan. I remember the Seahawks getting screwed out of the Super Bowl against the Steelers. I have family in Seattle who sends me, when I was younger, sent me Seattle Seahawks stuff every year for my birthday. Love the Seahawks. But when Richard Sherman became the best corner in the league was when I started playing football. And him, watching him, studying his film, watching all the Seahawks games, learning from him, it's just really like shaped me into the type of player I wanted to be. As a as I, I didn't re- obviously I didn't I stunk at football because I'm sitting here telling you about the heyday of me playing football and not still playing football. But Richard Sherman is a big part of my love for the Seahawks, my love for fo- football, why I wore 25 in my youth as football. I didn't wear 25 in high school. That's a whole issue in itself. But I love loved Richard Sherman and I supported him when he went to the wretched 49ers I didn't appreciate that I cried when they cut him he went to Tampa played a few times got hurt whatever he has a great podcast shout out the Richard Sherman show podcast he does great on Amazon I he's a hall of famer future hall of famer so shout out Richard Sherman happy birthday to you I love you I'm respect the hell out of you so yeah, that's that. The other day, Udonis Haslam was on the Pivot podcast, hosted so greatly by Channing Crowder, Fred Fred Taylor, and Ryan Clark. And I listened to it, and I love Udonis Haslam so much. I want to give him his flowers. The last few days, the last week, Miami celebrated him four days of forty. They redid Section three hundred five with pictures of UD. They gave all the fans in Section 305 his jersey. He's, his jersey is going to be retired. Number 40 is going to hang in the rafters next to Bosch, Wade, Mornig, O'Neal, all the boys. 
I love Udonis Haslam. I respect the hell out of him. I try to attack everything like how he does. He's just, he's an OG. He's the OG. And it's great what he had to say on the podcast about going to Florida, playing, being the chubby kid, undrafted, being the one person in the workout for the Heat who chased after a loose ball before the whistle blew. And then Pat Riley blew the whistle. He asked him, why didn't you stop? And he said, because he didn't hear a whistle and I'm the ball. No one got the ball. And then he knew from that point on that Pat Riley was going to love him and he was going to be a parent, 20 years in the league playing for the Miami Heat. He had offers from other teams. He could have went to Dallas, could have went to Denver, San Antonio, but he stayed in Miami. I'm forever grateful for the time he put in as a Miami Heat. Now, he's not in my all-time starting five. That's reserved for the best players I view it as the best players at each position make up the starting five. Because why would you have a starting five of a bunch of guards? The my If I were to do a nine-man rotation for the Miami Heat, starting lineup would be D-Wade, LeBron, Jimmy, Alonzo, and Shaq. <clears throat> and then the six-man would be Bosch. And then you would have UD. You would have... After UD, I would go Ronnie Cycling. I would go. Ooh, need some. This is tough. I'm at. I'm at the eight. I'm at eight right now. So I just need one more. I Bam's not there yet. Tyler's obviously not there. Clearly not there yet. <clears throat> Could be Shane. I'm gonna go Shane Battier. Shane Battier is my ninth. So. D-Wade at the 1, Jimmy at the 2, Braun at the 3, Zoe at the 4, Shaq at the 5, Bosch is the 6, man, UD, Ronnie Cycling, Shane Battier. That's my 9-man rotation for an all-time Heat squad. You can debate what all you want, but there's no question that that starting 5 is the all-time starting 5 for the Miami Heat. Yes, I know Jimmy's not a guard. He's a guard. Yes, he's technically a guard, but he plays forward. Jimmy can do whatever he wants. Do no wrong. I will never fault him for anything he ever does. That's my starting five. And if you think Jimmy Butler's not an all-time Miami Heat, then you're absolutely wrong, and you're just you're just blinded because Jimmy Butler has done amazing things for the Miami Heat in his tenure here, and I will be forever grateful for his time, just like I'm forever grateful for UD's time with the Miami Heat, and I'll miss him whenever he's gone. Give him his flowers now. So thank you, UD. Love you, UD. Sending up the Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, I love you signs right now. A massive, massive fan. I've talked a lot about basketball this podcast, this episode, because football is kind of slow. All the pro days are happening. FAU had their pro day the other day on Tuesday. Everything's kind of slow. There's not that much news going on. Bunch of rumors about DeAndre Hopkins. Bunch of rumors about Lamar Jackson. Aaron Rodgers stuff. It's just, nothing's going on. Opening day for baseball is starting. Only thing to talk about is the the NBA season winding down. So let's go through what those standings look like as of today, March 30th, in the NBA. In the East, Milwaukee is the one. Boston's the two. Philly is the three. Cleveland's four. 
the Knicks 5, Nets 6, Heat 7, Hawks 8, Raptors 9, Bulls 10. So you have Miami against Atlanta in the first play-in game, Toronto versus Chicago. I'm taking the Heat in that, obviously. So then you have the Heat as the 7, and then you would have whoever wins the 9-10. I personally think it's going to be the Raptors. Raptors versus the Hawks for that 8 seed. That could go either way, but I think the Raptors got size on the Hawks, so I'm going to go Raptors over Hawks. So you got the Raptors as the 8. So then the Raptors will play the Bucks. The Heat will play the Celtics. F- fuck the Celtics, they're cheaters. Nets will play the Sixers. Knicks will play the Cavs. In that, I'll go Bucks. I'll never root for the Celtics, so I'll go Bucks, Heat, Sixers, Cavs. So then you got in that you so then you would have the Heat as a seven playing the winner of the three and six. So that would be the Sixers. So Miami versus the Sixers. Milwaukee versus the Cavs. Yeah. I would go Bucks there, and it's going to be a... I, I mean, I love, I love like, the Miami Heat, and I think that James Harden can't play in Miami because he's going to go to the titty bars before the game. He's going to go to the titty bars after the game. Like... Mm-hmm. That's just the facts. But I'll go Sixers. So we got Milwaukee versus the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going with Milwaukee, obviously. I picked them to win the finals. They're going to win the chip this year. So you move out to the West. Denver, Memphis, the Kings, Phoenix, Clippers, Golden State, Minnesota, Lakers, New Orleans, OKC. Now, as it stands right now, it would be Minnesota versus the Lakers. And that plan, I would take the Lakers. So the Lakers become the seven, and then Minnesota will play either New Orleans or OKC. I'm going OKC to play to beat New Orleans. So then Minnesota, OKC, going with Minnesota. So Minnesota's the eight, Lakers as the seven. So Minnesota will play Denver. That's a tough matchup. Minnesota's been clicking lately. Minnesota, Jaden McDaniels has been balling, playing really well defense. Ant Ant Man, Anthony Edwards is that dude. Carl with a K. Rudy Gobert's finding his groove. I that's a tough one. That's a tough one, but I'll have to go with Denver. Now, Lakers versus Memphis. As I said previously, I'm going with the Lakers. Sacramento versus Golden State. I'm going with Golden State. Phoenix versus the Clippers. I'm going with Phoenix. So then you have the Lakers playing Golden State. That's that's seven six. That's interesting. And then you'll have Denver playing Phoenix. I'm going Phoenix. Kevin Durant, if he's healthy, with Devin Booker, with DeAndre Ayton, with CP, I'm going Phoenix. And then the Lakers versus Golden State. Oof, that's a good one. That's a really, that's good. Once again, you got to drag out thug, thug match. But I'm, it's a health, if it's, if LeBron is healthy, I'm rolling with Braun all day. So then you got Phoenix versus the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, man. This is going to cause a lot of controversy, but that's what we do in the podcast world. I'm going Lakers over Phoenix. And you got Milwaukee versus the Lakers in the finals. I'm going Bucks. I've been on the Bucks since 
preseason even i have a friend who kept notes of my our predictions and i i had the bucks one of my choices were the bucks versus the grizzlies and the other one was golden state versus miami I, you you can see which one's more likely than the other one, so that's just that's how I see it. Bucks are gonna win the chip. I would love for the Miami Heat to win the chip, obviously, but who knows? Who knows? So that's pretty much the whole rundown for the NBA playoffs as it stands right now. That's pretty much everything going on with Lamar, pretty much everything with Aaron. The whole Lamar Jackson situation is so convoluted. I just don't even... It's honestly really confusing. I think the Colts or the Falcons should go after him. But Arthur Blank, for whatever reason, founder of Home Depot, owner of Home Depot, he says they're not going after Lamar. Chris Ballard said, you got to do your due diligence. I believe Chris Ballard's a top GM in the NFL. But we shall see. We shall see. It'd be it's gonna be really interesting what transpires as come come draft day. Cause anything can happen. Anything can happen. I'm looking forward to the draft. Obviously, Seattle's got two first round picks, picking top five. First time they've done this in my lifetime. So it will be great. So now we're coming to that time of the week for goat and woat of the week. This was a really, really tough one. I had a lot of people text me about it and say that Caitlin Clark, the Iowa women's basketball player, should be the GOAT of the week. I was thinking Joe Douglas, GM of the Jets. But as always, we're going to start with the WOAT of the week, worst of all time for this past week. And I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to the Ravens general manager, DaCosta. He's the worst of all time for this past week. You have completely screwed your organization for what you are doing with this Lamar Jackson situation. John Harbaugh seems to have no idea what's going on. So my vote of the week is GM DaCosta. I think his name's Ron DaCosta or John DaCosta. I don't care. He stinks. He had a Twitter beef with Rashad Bateman, from Minnesota, the wide receiver out of Minnesota who plays for Baltimore. He's... Having this tit for tat with Lamar Jackson, Lamar represents himself, and DaCosta is essentially taking advantage of him. It's what it's it's really absurd. Congratulations, DaCosta! You're not only the woat of the week, but you're also a big dumb dipshit, dipshit and a stooge. So my goat of the week could be Caitlin Clark, could be Joe Douglas. Jimmy Butler is obviously a great pick every single week of his life, but I think my goat of the week. Is going to be, oof, um, I'm gonna go with, huh? This is really tough. I'm gonna go with Dusty May, coach of the FAU men's basketball team. Dusty May is my goat of the week. He has only been coaching for five years. He signed an extension. He was hired in 2018, signed an extension, I believe, in 2019. He's only been coaching for five years. He's got this team from the Conference USA who didn't even get invited to the NIT tournament last year all the way to the Final Four. Congratulations, Dusty May. 
coming from being a student manager of the Indiana Hoosiers basketball team all the way to being in the final four. I'm it's congratulations once again. So Dusty May, my goat of the week, GM DaCosta is my woat of the week. And that is going to conclude our show today, Couch Quarterback. Please, everyone, share this with your friends, family, whoever, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, at Couch Quarterback on both platforms. Follow the my Twitter, at TheFleazy, my Instagram, at TheFleazy. It's just my nickname. So thank you once again. Everyone, please enjoy your day. Enjoy the Final Four. We'll see you next week. This is the Couch Quarterback signing off. Owl Radio is FAU's student-run radio station streaming worldwide on FAUOwlRadio.com. We have shows, DJ on-campus events, give away free concert tickets, and more. Make sure to check us out on social media at FAU Owl Radio.